dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back at it again for the Can't Make This Shit Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Happy Father's Day, my G. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate no that. Shout out to man. all the fathers out there that's doing it right. Father's Day edition of this joint, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I started not to wear no socks today and really be in Father's Day fashion, but I, I went ahead and just put some socks on because Father's Day be lazy day for Kev. I ain't going to lie to you. Steaks tonight for Game 7. I know that. Ooh, ooh, Steaks man. on deck for tonight, though. Absolutely. Definitely birthday. Birthday. Father's Day. Shout out to all the fathers out there, especially to mine. Larry, what's popping? I know you listening on the podcast up there in Cleveland getting ready for Game 7. Yeah, man. We got another special guest, too. That's a father in here. So happy Father's Day to my homie, Peter Prophet. Yeah, Polo. Boy. Yeah, boy. I know what to call him. He just fresh, man. Just, just Polo fresh, man. That's... Man, I'm, st- I'm stressed out. Don't let him <laughs> Yeah, man, let's jump this joint off, man. <laughs> so we might as well just go ahead and get into it, man. Question everybody want to know from Peter Prophet. What happened to GTC? <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even know you was going to do yeah, that. We're gonna, we're gonna get a, a lot of people always ask me, and now I asked. I searched for it on Google. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> nah, I mean, it, it. it's not like no bad blood or nothing like that. It's just when... When you was at it as long as we was, you know what I'm saying? You tend to grow differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, we started as boys and we grew into men. And, you know what I'm saying? We could still make classic music together today to this moment. I mean, you know, it's no bad blood at all. Like, I could call that nigga right now and he'd come up here and we'd be talking (laughs) shit. But at the same time, where we was going musically, it wasn't necessarily gelling together like how we wanted it and and i used to make like a lot a lot of music like when wayne was hot i was making like as much music as wayne was making you feel Mm -hmm. me so it'd be like he'd come over to the crib or whatever and then it's like i got 20 ideas for this nigga to listen to okay and and he didn't really get a chance to do a lot of that to where it's just like well i just got to fuck with all these ideas that i got and then he bring them to the table. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then we got to deal with, well, do I like this? Do you like these ideas? Da, 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 da. So, you know, sometimes that can kind of play out and put a little friction in between things. Because it might be like, I got an idea that I think is dope as fuck. And he might be like, well, I don't know. And then he got one that's dope as fuck. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, I'm not really digging that one. I mean, yeah, that's how Grant to Like It came about. Really? Yeah. I had a hook. He had a hook. We won Bud, so we just put it together. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's crazy because you look at hip-hop today and there there's crews, there's record labels, but there's not groups. Only a couple. Well, I mean, it's when you got two personalities, especially when two people are, are real talented, Sometimes you want that freedom to do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, 
he may want to do things a little bit different than I may want to see it. Mm-hmm. That's just like when we used to shoot a lot of videos, our plans wouldn't come across all the way because it'd be so much of a collaboration. And, and you know, when, once you get that much of a collaboration, your shit gets so big to where it's like, okay, well, we shooting for big shit, but shit keep happening. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we had good videos, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, almost none of them was exactly like how they were supposed to go. Two alpha dogs. <laughs> Period. Yeah. But, Two alpha I mean, dogs. Like I said, I when I first moved out to the neighborhood, he was one of the first niggas that I met out there, and like we've been cool ever since. You feel me? So, so y'all go? How far y'all go back? Uh, ninety. Three ninety four, yeah. some decades. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, decades of friendship, man. Shit, yeah. that seems all to be those. the trump card right there. All those. Yeah. Talk about that whole situation, man. When y'all, quote unquote, the good times. But <laughs> <laughs> when y'all was doing shows in the city, weeks at a time in the studio and everything like that. Oh shit. Um. Uh-huh. You have to go back to to the jump of it for real. Like the most exciting time was when uh, I figured out that I could record music on my computer. Mm-hmm. I was still in like high school. I think I think I was like senior year, and you know I I dropped like some whack ass freestyle to the takeover beat. And <laughs> I, I thought it was fire. You know what I'm saying? So I just kept with it, and I had I started making all these little mixtape songs instead of whatever instead of just rhyming over them. I was making songs. So eventually. I figured I had got a no. I, I went to I went to I went to Central for a little bit, mm-hmm. and my granny she had bought me a computer instead of whatever. It was like a little better computer than what I had at home. And I figured out I could record on that, and shit ended up uh, ba- baby coming. So I, I left Central or whatever, but I still figured out that I could record. So. Once I got back to the neighborhood and shit, I started recruiting motherfuckers to like <laughs> put together a rap click. So like Slim was one of the first people that I hollered at and I let him hear some of my songs and he was like, yeah, bro, you really own this shit, huh? Because like I, I basically came out of nowhere just rapping on motherfuckers and they like, all right. Oh, so ain't nobody even know. Nah, I, I didn't used to let nobody hear nothing until I was like 50, 100 mixtape songs in. Like I had a little swag before I let anybody hear anything. And uh, yeah, we was deep. We we did like a good 60 songs because it was like a good nine to 12 of us in our little crew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a little bickering back and forth came from that to where, well, with me, the studio was at my house, but I'm, <laughs> I'm on everybody's song. So it's like, and my work ethic was crazy at the time. So it's like, how can you even feel some type of way about me being on every song if you, you was the trump car <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying I'm not hopping on the songs just throwing myself on them it's just yeah, if you want to get on it get on it and I, and I went and got on it so you know what I'm saying that, that's what it was but anyway that, that ended up dwindling down to um, me Slim and this chick she was called P-Cuts my, my cat Andrea from high school and uh, that's when we did the clean joint. That was like the first song that got put on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ike B was fucking with it. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, basically, she ended up working out with the with the vision that we was trying to go. For. Like, honestly, we was trying to we was trying to shape and, and mold her whole little thing, and she wanted to do her own little thing. So that didn't work out. And hell, we ended up taking her off clean, <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and it started doing even better. And then, 
No, I mean that's no. That's, that's no, like a that, Jay Z and a meal and the rock. That's what I was just thinking of. <laughs> it was someone like that for real. It was someone like that. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it ain't no bad blood in that situation. Like she cool as a fan, but um, the clean was rolling, and then hell from that. Well, damn, I forgot about the whole Mo story and everything. Like, we like, we got all day, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hell. <laughs> okay. Well. Reverse from clean. <laughs> okay, after we uh, after after the little crew dismantled, decided whatever. Me and Slim started making a lot of music together, and uh, we ended up coming up with so so much different sounding shit. We uh, we put out the first tape. It was called We Got Tracks Volume One, and uh, it was just it it's a classic little album cover or whatever. Cause like we standing in front of my nigga Jeezy's uh. He had like a, I think it's like a 67 Cutlass or something on some triple gold Dayton's. <laughs> and we over on, uh, we in, what is it, Residence Park or Crown Point? It, it, the street is Maya, but basically it's somewhere over there. But the look of it is just classic. Mm-hmm. At least in my eyes, it's still classic. And hell, we just printed them up and started pushing them. We didn't even mix them or nothing. We, <laughs> it was just like my little basement mix and. But hell, motherfuckers was fucking with it. Like we was selling CDs, and then at the time, shit, D Cut was was jumping like crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like I didn't used to go out to the clubs or whatever, but but Slim and Jay Lee did. So they they would go to these these shows and be like, man, this nigga just this nigga was doing shows with the themes and shit. Like you right. feel me? Like he'd do like a presidential theme or yeah. whatever, whatever, and. The all red yeah yeah just <laughs> like you know that. what i'm saying putting on type shit and i ain't never seen none of that and they used to get on me about like getting out to do that type of shit because they'd be like well you know what i mean shit this is just shit that you would need to see to have these ideas and i always felt like i had these ideas like i don't need to be out to see that shit i go out when we ready to be out and do that shit like i what we gonna go and get drunk and get high and then what watch these niggas put on, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but eventually we got to a point to where uh our first show we threw it was uh at elbows okay i guarantee you that was the deepest elbows has ever been <laughs> we had that motherfucker packed it was crazy I still got footage of it on the VHS somewhere. I got to find a VCR to uh, <laughs> yeah. DVD converter or some yeah. shit because like I still got that shit and it was crazy. And just like the love that we picked up from that, um, we just started doing all these basically, you know, how Dayton was back then. You had kind of like the main stage and then you had the underground shit. So we was kind of killing all the underground shit before we jumped up to doing all them bigger shows and shit because like a lot of the, a lot of them shows when platinum artists and the people that sculpting the culture today when niggas was paying to open up for them we wasn't doing that like we, it was just like well okay well da 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 and we got to have GTC Dope. but but even back before it end uh the the we got tracks was jumping we doing shows so we had a show at the Vex before it was the Vex i think it was still called the Vex but um before all the clubby clubs, yeah. Shit. Before it became yeah. the Vex as we know it, it was like today. Punk Rock Friday, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, the Mills Diner, as I call it. <laughs> yeah. So we had a we had a show. It it was it was a show with a uh, uh, white guy, Jake Preston. Okay. And <laughs> it was hilarious though, because like, well, fucking, he had rolled out the red carpet. He had a limo for us to pull up in and everything. <laughs> 
I mean, the show was completely empty, though. (laughs) (laughs) And his performance was hilarious at the time because 50 was still kind of hot. So I think he had like a remix joining in the club and he was wearing like the halfway bulletproof vest. (laughs) So it was just funny as hell. But uh, we did our little set anyway because we were just sitting there having fun. I think we had a show coming up. So we was like, shit, we might as well rehearse. Mm -hmm. So we went ahead and rocked anyway. And, uh, Mo just so, so happened to be there. That was our first time meeting Mo Beast. And uh, we had a song called Middle of the Map. It wasn't on the We Got Tracks, that, but we was just we had just started performing it or whatever. And uh, he was really digging it up. And shit, before you know it, I said within a month, we was at the Raise the Bar. Well, it wasn't even Raise the Bar. Yeah. It was just the lab then. The dry we, and roll. We was, right. Yeah. On dry. When we was at the lab, we dropped, uh, we dropped our second little effort. It was called uh, Rap Trafficking. And like hell, everything was just better. Like you know what I'm saying. We came, <laughs> we came with better songs, and Mo freaked our sound so crazy. It was like it was like dope. And then once we finished those, we got to selling that shit. Like right. we was on some really out the trunk type shit. Cause hell, at the time, niggas was just going through it. Like we both wasn't working. You know what I'm saying. You know you got a little hustles here and there, this out or whatever. But yeah, we would go up to our our local corner store and stand out there all day and make two, three hundred dollars a piece just selling CDs on some everyday type shit. Like, cause at the time for me it was kind of messed up because I ain't had no job, but like you know uh, I had my daughter and my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, she had cancer, so you know what I'm saying. She was going through something; she couldn't really work like how she was supposed to. So mm-hmm. it was like. That shit was kind of saving my life on, on that end. And it, it it was just quite an experience to be be out there and really hustling And how yourself. old are you at this time? I think I was like 21, 22. Ooh, so you still young. Yeah. yeah. And you going Life through, got real. Right. You yeah. can't make this shit up. That's yeah. real life type stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, even with that, like we was just, we, we made a lot of money doing that. So, um. Then we did another project. It was more or less like like just a whole bunch of collaborations, and it was called the Power Move, and it was pretty dope. But that's that's one of the things that really helped us step up, step up because uh, we had the clean record on there, mm-hmm. and the clean record came from the mixing of the previous rec, uh, project, the Rap Trafficking. We in the final mixing session. It's basically all night mixing session, so we tired. We telling jokes and. Doing all types of dumb shit trying to stay awake. So it's like four, five, maybe six o'clock in the morning. I think I done passed out a little bit. <laughs> and uh Slim say something uh Mo like he said something like it came across clean. And then Mo started started joking back with him like, Yeah, that nigga that, he said something that, like that shit clean or whatever, like in a Japanese type voice, but uh shit before you know it. The joke turned into a melody. The melody turned into a beat. Motherfucking, we had a, a little hit on our hands and shit. So, so that's how it worked, though, man. Things happen organically, man. Yeah, and it was crazy because, like, hell, that started a little way for Mo because he had started dabbing into the beats and shit. Because like he had made a few little bangers that was crazy. Like we was like way salty because it's like, I mean. No offense, no offense to the homie RP and everything, but it's like okay, well we had clean, but then he made bangers though. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh man, how you just gone? And then and then and then you stop fooling with the beats when when we need another thing. But then 
from that, uh, hell, just being able to, to have that song and being on the radio and everything, and then, like, the little songs that we was coming up with, that was getting us through the shows. We were still kind of killing the underground shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we started fooling with JR exclusive a lot on the beats. Right. Like, we bought his first beats from, like, he made his first music money from GTC. <laughs> and, I mean, he'll tell you that. And, but, it was, a, it was another beat that we had got from him at first. It was a song we put Young Twine on. It was like, uh, damn, what was it called? It was like, give me that goose. And the leader of Patron. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? That was the first bit we got from him. But then we got Chevy Dance. Ah, yeah. And, that was a hit. you know, like Chevy Dance coming off clean. It was like we was on the radio. And then we worked in that mix to where it was like one day clean and Chevy Dance was in the mix. And it was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, okay, well, we got one. And that's what kind of like put us up on that stage. Because you feel me? uh from from fooling with Mo and and Skano and and then uh, we had started fooling with Extreme and yeah you know what I'm saying how that we, relationship come about you know I mean I they still play that on their commercials to this day you yeah. know what I don't even remember how that shit came about <laughs> I I think matter of fact this is exactly what it was back in the G Jay Lee it came from Jay Lee Jay Lee had uh. <laughs> Tax money. <laughs> he even wanted some. Uh-oh. He wanted some black, some black rims for his car, or whatever. So he went up to Extreme, <laughs> and uh, and he bought him some rims and shit. And, Gotta have those. <laughs> and at the time, this is when we had did the we got track shit. So you know, he basically he was, he was our man on some manager shit back then. So he like shit, you know, da 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 da. Y'all fuck with the rims, so y'all gotta fuck with niggas. And I'll take one or two. Shit. Yeah, I'll take like, Basically, you, you fuck with the rim, so of course you're going to be fucking with the niggas, especially yeah. the street niggas around here. So, uh, he basically hit them to the music, and I think I I think Ooh. that's why we had the show with Jake Preston. Okay. Meaning okay. Joe might be the reason we met Mo and shit. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just, and it's been love ever since then. Like, hell. At first they felt the music and hell, once we got to get getting to know each other, you would think like we really grew up with each other. Like, hell, we get around each other and what's up, fucker? Fuck <laughs> 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 you get to punching on each other, you know, certain, right. certain shit that you don't do with everybody. Yeah. And and it, it's just organic. Like, hell, next time I see Joe, I'm punching him in his kidney. <laughs> so, so if you hear this, Joe, I'm gonna punch you in your motherfucking kidney. <laughs> Now I'll follow you on the snap. What's your Snapchat, man? You are hilarious, dog. Oh man, uh, what is my snap? <laughs> I don't never even check. I think it's Peter Pro. I think it's just Peter Pro. Uh, I, I can't lie. I love the uh, the sign of talk rants. Oh, the sign, the <laughs> those, talk, those be hilarious. My sign of chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> now, on one of your snaps, you said you were talking about your daughter, and you said she used to love when she heard you guys on the radio and everything like that, and she asked you what happened. And you said something along the lines of, I gave up my dream so you could have a normal life. Yeah, and what I meant by that was more or less just as things was picking up, I wouldn't say that I necessarily got discouraged. It's just, you know, 
when when life get to happening and things aren't quite picking up the way that they could like i being that i have a family and you know what i'm saying i i didn't took on some responsibilities that was a little bit outside of where i could just okay well fuck it we about to move to atlanta Mm-hmm. Or nigga, we about to go out to LA with smoking them and mm-hmm. shit. We be homeless or whatever. We just trying to move around a little bit. Like I can't do that because what I'm gonna do? What my what my baby gonna do? Why Killer Kev is like, still in Dayton, Ohio? <laughs> Part one. Yeah, and, and then it's like, and then it's like, hell, yeah, you could run up a check on that one side, and I mean, you could be successful or you could fail, like. There's some niggas out here that's balling. There's some niggas out here on a roll right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, stacking money up against the wall. That They can make a cell phone signal replica <laughs> of the type of money that they get now. Yeah. But then there's some niggas just, you feel me? They ain't, they ain't going to come home till their kids graduate and their kids just been born type shit. So right. you feel me? It's it's a battle. It's a It's a true battle. And then at the time... When, when things were kind of like, uh, damn, that just threw me off the whole progression story and everything. <laughs> but even with that, uh, as as we was like at our height and, and kind of popular, that's when me and me and Slim stopped kind of clicking. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for us to make the music together and agree with it. Like we was coming up with shit that was banging, but it's just like, well. I don't know if I really like this all the way. And we was both kind of feeling the same way. So we was bumping heads a little bit. And I mean, shit, it probably was just some ego shit or something. Maybe I was thinking like, well, shit, nigga, I'll be snapping like a motherfucker on that. That's why motherfuckers like, yeah, you know, like, shit, nigga, when I sing, well, them, them bitches get to loving it, don't they? <laughs> so you feel me? I don't quite know what it was. It's just, hell, when you know somebody that long, you go through that type of turmoil and, and, Shit, we we kind of got lazy too, cause we had a little bit of success. We had that that's outside of Chevy dance. We had grind till I get it. Right, man. we just won a motherfucking hip hop award. Right, <laughs> nigga, we on news and yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I remember we called y'all on the way back from from the awards and we was just doing shit that people wasn't doing. Y'all right. was hitting the car shows. I remember. Yeah, we were just killing all types of <laughs> yeah. shit. Y'all was and doing some just like some... the Russ Bus shit. We we yep. kicking it with. Stars all damn day just kicking shit, yeah. talking shit, <laughs> and and the thing that was crazy about it, we was doing so much, we wasn't making as much music no more because <laughs> it's like <laughs> we got so much shit to do, and really, I mean, that was our fault, just being lazy somewhat. But at the same time, we kind of button heads, and we both got lives, right? Uh, like you know what I'm saying? I got my kids, and he got his kids, and. You know, shit. Once life happens, it it's hard to try to stick to that manuscript. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You can't make this yeah. shit up, man. Life hey. is real, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's where I'm at, DJ wise. Man, I transitioned from the club so much. You know, I still like to do them and still do a a monthly or every you know somewhere around there. But these weddings and these graduation parties and these like they they twice as much money as I'm gonna make in the club. You know, and end of the day, I got wife and kids at home and. <laughs> Some some of the check money is to be so nice to have a little comeback. So, I mean, but so. don't get it confused though. It's just like shit. Sometimes that shit can be a learning lesson too. Because at the same time, being that we've been able to have freedom with doing what we want to do, 
Like he got some banging ass music. He got a project on the way, right? Yeah, yeah. He got a ba- he yeah. got some banging ass. I heard music, a couple like, tracks. So like, I'm like the only one that ain't heard no tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah got, it's still top secret. <laughs> I, got, I gotta give it. To I my just name. ran into him the other week too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to hate on him in a different way. But <laughs> as far as the tracks, they banging. Like, I'm gonna hate on him if, if it jump off too fast. Though. I'm like, oh man, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, I got I got some banging shit too that I'm working on, and like I got some visuals and shit. Like just the just the way that I want to do shit might be a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's good that it's kind of working out the way it will. And I, I mean, we might fuck around and end up doing music again because I mean, you never know. But shit. I don't know, man. We kind of old niggas now, so it's kind of <laughs> like once we take this next shot, shit, one of us better make something happen or shit. We both going out like Kobe was 60. <laughs> yeah, no playoffs this year. <laughs> now, you say that, you know what I'm saying, that it's a new generation that's popping in the city, right? Right. So when that whole list situation came out, I saw you on there and, and DeMarco on there. Giving y'all two cents. It was good to see you out there representing for, you know what I'm saying, quote unquote, our generation. What was you thinking about that list, first of all? Honestly, I mean, shit. When it come down to it, it really was dude's opinion. And, I mean, of course, there's going to be some bias in it. Of course, it's going to be some people that's going to be left out. Of course, it's going to be some of the obvious people that you're going to see because shit was just obvious. Hell, the funny thing about it with, with my shit is, is like, I said something like, I seen that list, y'all little niggas retarded. <laughs> and that started a post with like 300 comments uh-huh. and it's just like, you feel me? I'm tied in with everybody some way, somehow. So, okay, one com- comment starts another and another comment starts something and then motherfuckers get to seeing, okay, so-and-so's commenting on it, so-and-so's comment. What they talking about? Get your about? popcorn ready. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> so then it's like... I'm just here to view the comments. <laughs> type shit. Yeah. <laughs> so as it's going back and forth, this, that, or whatever, you know, it basically looked like it's on some OGs versus the right. young niggas type shit. But then it's like, all the young niggas that I feel like got a wave, I fuck with already. So it's... It's kind of hard, to, uh, you know what I'm saying, for me to look at it that way. Like, yeah, I seen that list. People was talking about it. Y'all retarded. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, you didn't put GTC on it, but that's cool and everything. But you're not in my age bracket. You wasn't in the clubs yeah. when, when we was rocking like how we was rocking. That, that you obviously cream wasn't run. listening to the radio <laughs> when, you know what I'm saying, we had the song on the radio and on the commercials. Like, it wasn't just mm-hmm. on the commercials. It was on the radio, too. <laughs> And then like everybody back. knows that hook. Right. To this day. <laughs> and then like shit, I mean, you would even know when you had when you had your Sunday night local talent thing, like shit. Basically, Absolutely. whenever we did something that looked so structured, like motherfuckers thought we was rich already just because of the professionalism that we was moving with. Yeah. You feel me? So even with that, like 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 I said before, how you know, like shit, it was it was decutting chaos, like he used to have all these extravagant show ideas well and not to take no shine away from him because i mean he always been you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like nigga always been towards that top three at the end of the night but how grind till i get it had got to a point to where it was like crazy i would say that we, we was kind of like taking shine for the simple fact 
everything was different. Like we ain't got a song talking about balling and you know what I'm saying? It's kind of true to us. And then I'm on stage going a fucking maniac back in, back in them <laughs> days. Like my energy level oh, yeah, was he'd crazy. He come out like, jumping. Yeah, I you, you feel me? I'm, I'm out there looking like I'm doing poker or some shit. <laughs> so, uh, and then just, and then just being, being fresh for real. I mean, having that schwaver, like, that's one thing that I can't take from myself. I got this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so just like when you get to talking to people, especially like females, they're like, y'all used to have me jumping and da 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 da. Cause we used to be out there moving. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was two of us. So yeah. we was rocking the stage and you know what I'm saying? Some, some with a fat boy. So, <laughs> but he'll move as, as much as he could. But then that's assisting me jumping up and down and going crazy. So it's like, we used to kill the shows. You feel me? Like it'll be crazy, cause don't don't get it fucked up at all. Everybody that was a part of the movement then had a song that the whole crowd could sing. Like yeah. whether it was Smoke with the Ballin' yeah. or Us with Grind Till I Get It or Chevy Dance. Chaos had six, I get it in eight fucking songs. Yeah, four hundred kicks. Even outside all that shit, he had the shit that was just like, okay, well, and a hundred niggas on stage too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but shit, you know, it, it is what it is. That was that era, though, right? Yeah, like, and that's Hell another yeah. thing that helped us out too. Like, we didn't have people on stage with us like that, so that way, you feel me? You just focus on us. But then it's like, them niggas was hood rich at the time, so right. it's like, nigga, we got an army type shit. So <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> and then, not to mention the DBM shit. Like, them niggas was really. F- <laughs> Really new Big Meech type shit. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, all right. Well, of course, these niggas going to do whatever the fuck they want. It just so happened that the music was good. Like, you know, right. shit, they was paying DJs, but the music was good, too. So it wasn't like they was paying them, and then you had to sit through some whack-ass shit. Like, they, they'd give them their money, and then the club would turn up. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when you go to seeing the type of shit, because, like, you got you got you got a little bit of city wealth, this that or whatever, you know. Nigga might pull up and some candy coated on some rims or maybe a low level foreign car or something. But hell, the the D boy nigga, he pulling up in Rari's and Ranges <laughs> and Beamers and Benzes and shit. Like I remember we was at the expo one year and you know, we out there on some promo shit. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we did good as far as like getting along with people like Cause we funny motherfuckers, so we'd be sitting out there chuckling, joking, but passing out flyers and CDs and stuff, whatever. And we standing outside the hotel. We just hear some motherfucking monstrous ass engine from around the corner, right? So D boy shoots up in a silver drop top Rari, <laughs> hops out of it, and I think I already pulled up behind him in like a range, and then a Benz pulled up right behind that, and then it was like. Eight other cars, candy painted on real. Uh, like these niggas is really on some shit. Yeah. So it's that just foundry life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it's like for us to be surviving in that, and then eventually thriving in that was just crazy. Because like we ended up doing a lot of a lot of stuff that a lot of people didn't. Way bigger venues than what a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. When they was bringing people to Hair Arena and doing them concerts, we rocked those. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. We done been up to Columbus, Cleveland, and all over Ohio, and you know what I'm saying, little surrounding areas down in Atlanta and shit, just rocking shows and shit. Hell yeah! 
that's what I tell cats nowadays, you know what I'm saying? The younger cats from this generation, man, like, your image and all that type of stuff is important too, man. But if the music is dope, the music is dope, man. Exactly. It's like, and the most important people to get your music to are the club DJs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's one thing that bring it to me, but I'm not a club DJ. I'm a DJ on the radio station. I talk. But the DJ in the club controls the crowd. They they give the people what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from too, like with the younger crowd too. It's lot it's how it's how it's how you build that relationship with the DJ. How you how you build that friendship or what whatever you got going on with the DJs you rocking with, you know, you come up and try to force the DJ to play your track. <laughs> it's like, nah, this this my this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm good at. So, you know, I'm gonna check it out. But at the same time, you know, if you if you handling it right, yo, check this out when you get a minute. You know, eventually, if it's like you say, if it's hot, people gonna be talking about it. You're gonna be hearing it. You know, and and, and it's a, a DJ's job too to kind of something that he support, get behind and push. So absolutely. And then you gotta create the relationships because yeah. Cause that's where the strategy comes in. It don't necessarily mean you got to plot on somebody, but you can plot with somebody. You feel yeah. me? Like in, in every situation, in in our little in our little run with our little songs, hell, okay, Mo made clean. So in turn, with it being hot, Mo's gonna let everybody right that he knows hear it. Like I made this beat with my guys. They dope. Check it out. We end up on the radio. Chevy right. Dance, we get Skano to do the intro. Skano's a core DJ, and he he fools with us, loves yeah. the song. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah, I'll do the intro. <laughs> Before you know it, we popping up on core DJ's mixtapes, and then, you know what I'm saying, on the on the, uh, internet radio type shit. Then, uh, with the grind till I get it, to be honest, Skano didn't like grind till I get it at first. <laughs> and, uh... I remember we made it. It was like on a Wednesday or something. And uh, then we went to the Fox. Because Mo and Skano was just up there. And we was just falling through the fuck with him or whatever. And uh, we walk in and grind till I get it is, is playing. And, <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Even though he wasn't necessarily feeling it, he was like, yeah, I'll listen to it a little bit more. And I like it. We're going to try it out. <laughs> so just from that and us having other relationships with other DJs and just moving forward with that. And basically, once we started, you know what I'm saying, doing the shows and performing them and getting in front of people, and then the song got to getting bigger. So it's like, well, damn. Uh, y'all went from rocking the underground shit to when every every time they bring anybody, y'all get a call or, you know what I'm saying, now y'all done started expanding. Like, y'all doing, y'all getting booked in Troy and Springfield and, like, hell, we even started a little club night up in Springfield. We ain't performed, but maybe once or twice. But we was just throwing parties so we can make money and shit. But we was playing our music up there <laughs> right. so that way they could get when y'all hit going to Lima too or some shit. Yeah, we was going to Lima too. To the uh, Bean, yeah. I remember. That. I, I got family up in the Bean. I got a brother that live up there. I got brothers, uh, nephew, and nieces galore and all that shit. Yeah, but uh, who made it grind till I get a beat? Jr. Oh, mm. Mm. yeah. Once we once we got that relationship established, like. We done made some of the best shit that we've ever had with JR. Like, motherfucker's a monster. Yeah. It's a classic, man. He's no somewhat of an asshole, but <laughs> if you know him, he's he one of the coolest niggas that you know. Yeah. But, I mean, shit. Like, shit. I ain't got nothing but love for that nigga. You feel me? Because it's always love. Like, he ain't, never, he ain't never really acted funny towards me or nothing like that. And 
Like, I was the one that reached out to him when it came to the beats, you feel me? Well, no, I think he might have reached out to us, and and I was just the one to respond back to him. But, like, I'm the one that went to go holler at him and listen to the beats. Like, oh, yeah, we can use this shit. Talk, you feel me? So, <laughs> hey, I texting Slim, like, we got to get these shits. Right, right. <laughs> so, then, so then it got to a point to where it's just like, hell, it was certain tracks to where okay, well, he'll make them and then he'll make like his little BCDs and everybody had the same BCD. But mm-hmm. in certain cases, you feel me, we might get something to worry about. Like, well, shit, what you, what you think of this before I throw it on a BCD? And I think right until I get it might have been one of them because like we ain't had no bicker with getting that shit at all. It was just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Run it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, hell, shit, he, he came through with a bunch of bangers even, even after that. Um, Cause yeah, we 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 did other projects and then just shit that he had on the mixtape that was that grind till I get it was on like grind music we had bangers on that shit like crazy songs crazy songs it was a lot going on at that time like we was moving a lot a lot like it was stripper anthems on there I, <laughs> I remember it was a couple tracks on there I remember. Oh, strip clubs. <laughs> now, I appreciate you uh, reposting me and Killer's podcast, but you left a comment on there. Said you disagree with what we was talking about with gun control last week. Yeah, I, I do for the simple fact. Um, like, I know Kevin Vett or whatever, so I got to respect his opinion. <laughs> but either or, it's like, I don't necessarily agree that certain weapons should be banned. If anything... I mean, shit, if if it's to that extent to where they feel that, okay, well, these weapons are that bad, well, put more of a hold on them to get them. Don't necessarily ban them. Okay, well, shit, I want a chopper. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I want to go buy a legal one, because I can go... I can go hit the hood and motherfucking <laughs> hit my dude and be like, bro, hit your hit your gun guy. I, mm-hmm. I want the gold plated chopper. Da, 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 and fuck around and get a gold plated chopper illegally. Mm-hmm. But if I want a legal one, and you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, I can't get it today. If I want it, okay, well, you notify whoever you got to know. Give me two weeks, and then I can come pick up my chopper. <laughs> you feel me? I wouldn't mind nothing like that. But yeah. to just say, no, nobody gets to have choppers. All we get to have is handguns. Like, man, you never know what the fuck be happening. Like, yeah, that's that's that was the main point I said too. Is we need to have the same ability to defend ourselves as what the enemy going to have. So you can't take us away from that. But at the same time, it needs to be a process to get it. Because if you show up with a with a, a handgun, a 9 mil to a AR-15. Yeah. yeah Even you, if you got a 30 you, rounder you, on, your, on your 40, <laughs> it ain't going to work. That first shot better be a headshot. <laughs> Bottom line, because they gonna turn you into a trash can, the old school trash can, ten ones and shit. Because you only gonna get about one, maybe two shots off. And, and and that's the thing that like I I, I was talking about as, as far as that because hell, I don't know. It's just some some sometimes to me, it looked like they'd be pushing the agenda to do that because. I don't know. I look. I guess looking at movies and shit, it, it kind of got me so to where it's like, okay, they want to take all the guns away, this that or whatever. So if something was to happen, the public ain't got no way to fight, th- no type of defense. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, like you just said, if you show up with a pistol to an AR fight, we took away all the choppers. And then, and then, not to mention the little choppers that. Well, some people do got military grade <laughs> type shit. But 
Because motherfucker pulled some shit out on me one time. Like, bro, look at this shit. I'm like, how, motherfucker? <laughs> how? <laughs> but, but yeah, still, it's just like the type of guns that you've seen over there and was shooting over there, the type of choppers that we bickering about over here, they're nothing compared to those. Yeah. Right. So so to even to even have access to that type of artillery but still want to strip the public uh, they are artillery is like well damn what is you trying to do right trying to run ship <laughs> and then it's like so many different factions to where it it's hard to have unity because there's something going on with each group and it's kind of like pitting people against people absolutely yeah you feel me because it's like okay well you got you got Trump running for president and and motherfucking it seems like he hates every other ethnic group and then you feel some type of way about your white friends or the white people that you associate with to say they're voting for trump mm -hmm. because they're supporting the racist right right and then you have shit to where it's like okay you got all these shootings and, and all that shit it's like where they're happening it's kind of putting it to where well, damn, you can't go and do anything. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to the school. You can't go to church. You can't take your kids to school. Mm -hmm. They shoot everybody up. You can't fucking go to the club. They shoot well, don't that make up. you feel some type of way that these school shootings, these movie theater shootings, the club shooting, all these guns that were used in there were purchased legally. You know what I'm saying? These people are getting guns in less than 24 hours. Like, how are you getting an AR-15 in 24 hours? Because you, you check out. <laughs> That's the thing. When you go and buy a gun, well, I, I don't know how it is for everybody else. When you go and buy a gun, <laughs> the white guy that you buy it from, he goes and gets on the phone. He's on the phone for about 10, 15 minutes. He makes a couple calls, and then you're cleared to get the gun. Now, I don't I don't know about every crazy this, that, I'm, whatever everybody's not crazy i mean yeah sometimes you got to watch out for certain people but you don't know what people was going through to make them snap yeah half the time you don't even know who people is just because you cool or you talk to them or whatever yeah. you don't really know what a person is going through nor thinking about nor how they is charles ramsey said it best <laughs> they had no idea he was <laughs> the uh, neighbor was up there with them kids right <laughs> <laughs> right they had no idea but for <laughs> me for me I always look at it as that's the stuff the mass shootings are one thing and then the shootings that's going on in the hood is another like in my eyes I remember seeing cats shoot a fair one like if you got a problem niggas knuckle up yeah. and fight it out but then as I got older you know what I'm saying? Like I said, my brother's six years older than me. So by the time I was his age, it ain't fair play no more. It's it's going down. It's the yeah. wild, wild west in East Cleveland. Yeah. And, you know, that's all I remember growing up seeing is, all right, they fighting in the street again. Okay, well, so whatever. But now, you know what I'm saying? Or then, and probably still now, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not there, but, you know, cats ain't shooting fair ones no more. They they out here popping, popping at yeah. it. So, my whole thing about gun violence in itself, man, one, I look at it as Cash is scared to fight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just like, you know what I'm saying, George Zimmerman, he probably pulled up on Trayvon. Trayvon probably was whooping his ass. Then he shot him because yep. he had the pistol on him. You was scared to get your ass whooped. Why are people scared to get their ass whooped? Exactly. I, that's <laughs> a, like, Eric, it's like hey, anybody that's ever been in a fight, you done lost the fight. Just take your L. And it used to schedule not, that rematch. It, it used to not be the fear of like if I lost, 
Or or if I beat the dude, he gonna come back with a gun the next day. That's, that's I'm gonna see him as dude. like I might see him as dude. We might have to go round two mm-hmm. if he really on it. But for the most part, that next day or that next time you see him, it's just head nods and me mugs. Mm-hmm. You know, like now it's like you get into a fight with somebody, and the person that loses, like I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. You know, like, <laughs> hey, damn. It, it goes straight to that. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm just a motherfucker with a lot of animosity. Cause, <laughs> cause shit. Like I don't I, I wouldn't necessarily hit nobody over no over no because I lost the fight or nothing. But you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes there's reasons why you feel like how you feel and shit. Sometimes fighting ain't enough. I mean, I, I get shooting a fair one. Yeah, if we got a disagreement to where it's like, okay, well, yeah, I can see us really getting over this. But if it's something to where it's like, nah, bro, I need to kind of, like, yeah, I got to get this on my chest. I can't see you you being able to enjoy nothing no more type shit. I, I do understand that. But at the same time, I, I do feel where you're coming from to where it's like, yeah, motherfuckers afraid of being embarrassed. Yeah. Like, the camera phone, hey, just like once camera phones came out, niggas, <laughs> oh, hell no, nah, man, shit. <laughs> he yeah. put me on yeah. World yeah. Star. That nigga nigga. Socked me, I just got the shooting and everybody ran, put that shit on World Star, you feel me? Like, <laughs> it, you ain't gonna see too many motherfuckers out there, okay, well, damn, I, I shouldn't have stepped into that one, like, that nigga, he got a hook, he got a jab, <laughs> damn, he got a little cross to him, right. <laughs> this nigga got body blows. <laughs> Like, bro, why you let me talk shit to you? Like, y'all niggas ain't help me or nothing. Like, I, don't, I don't know what it is, man. But I mean, even at the same time, motherfuckers used to fight more than they would shoot. But even back then, motherfuckers would still shoot. It's just, we was young niggas. We young and broke, this, that, or whatever. So whatever we fighting over ain't necessarily the same over what these niggas is fighting for. Like, like hell. I wasn't fully aware of the drug game until I was like in junior high, high school. Like, I mean, I always knew what the dope boys was and stuff, whatever, but I never knew the type of money that they was getting. Mm-hmm. So to think of the type of money that was flowing back then, like, like you know how any street nigga that you know now, I'd be like, well, shit, it ain't nothing like how it used to be. <laughs> so, so just think a nigga owe you thirty, forty thousand, and motherfucker. <laughs> You feel me? He done ran off on the plug twice. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. It, it'll go, it'll go a two down. Two-piece ain't going really, to really help that situation. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I'll beat you up, and then we really going to beef. So now you're going to tell me, all right, now next time I'll see you, I'm going to beat your ass and you ain't going to get your money. Or I'm going to kill your ass and you ain't going to get your money. Because $30,000, $40,000, shit, boy. It could be some smoke in the city yeah. o- over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's a decent down payment on a house. That's a Dang, that's right. a foreign vehicle. That's <laughs> that's the start of a new business. That's that's something. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's like at least as of right now, because you know some niggas would be like shit, thirty, forty, nigga. That, that, that's bottle money, nigga. Shit, <laughs> we blow. Must uh, be nice. Uh, <laughs> it's some niggas out here living oh, like oh, that. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know <laughs> Man yeah, it, yeah that. But I think As far as The fighting thing Motherfuckers be so sloppy nowadays It's, it's Can niggas still fight? It's hard It's hard Cause I seen some niggas fighting the other day Well not Like two weeks ago It, it was sloppy There was Niggas Dudes is fighting like girls I they seen a nigga lazy. doing the windmill Wow <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Whoa <laughs> I'm like They need it I was thinking, I was like, they need to go holler. What's homeboy name what, in the city? That's a boxer. And he want to grab by his hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> What's the homeboy from the city? That's again. a boxer. 
uh, Chris Pearson? Yeah, they need to go holler at him, get some lessons. Yeah. Because dude was out there straight windmill style. I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, is it come to this? Like, that you can't get your guns or you just going windmill? A lot I of think motherfuckers too. don't get put in them situations. Go ahead. And, and that, that generation, too, like, wasn't really outside <laughs> like that. Like, we, we was outside for 16 hours, 17 hours in the day. Oh, my God. You know, so you got into some shit throughout a, throughout a summer. You definitely definitely went through and, you know, had some moments where. Disagreements. Yeah, beefing mm-hmm. at, the, at the quarter club, hooping or, you know, <laughs> where, wherever. What in the you world. mean it wasn't a foul, nigga? <laughs> oh, yeah. These, these niggas are straight Madden and 2K and. Call of Duty and they ain't outside all day, so they they experience I think in that is just shit talking and then popping. Shit, even with that, <laughs> I used to hate losing. I remember one time I lost it like live or Madden or something. I hit my nigga with the PlayStation. <laughs> Cause like I used to be terrible with games. Like I losing, <clears throat> and if if it'd be like some crazy shit, like some fourth quarter, and then I'd be the loss. <laughs> oh man, I'm smashing the whole console. Like, I was a fucking terrorist. And, <laughs> I, I lost a nigga tried to rub it in oh, and, and I didn't crash him with the Playstation this is the first the Playstation <laughs> 1 and then at the time I knew how to put them back together so I was kind of feeling confident about crashing them you feel me I think I ended up putting it back together but I crashed him I was like oh you think it's funny <laughs> 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 niggas hate to lose right. bro. I swear to goodness and, and that's 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 probably where that problem lies more than anything a nigga hate to lose so much or just be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know, shit, if it's a fight, it's a crowd. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If, like I said, when we was younger, niggas is broke. Not everybody got a gun and stuff or whatever. There ain't too much of a reason to go and kill a nigga. Because it's like, okay, well, we ain't fighting over nothing that's going to matter. But as, as I order, nigga, it's like, well, damn. Uh, whatever the dis- disagreement is, okay, well, yeah, y'all got that. Y'all done disrespected each other. He done beat your ass. <laughs> And motherfucking, you got you, you got a little bit of money. You 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 keep a strap, but you just have that or whatever. So that's up to the person whether or not you feel me. Whether it's, it's worth shooting, and I guess nowadays it's worth everybody to keep shooting. Because I mean, shit. As you get older, though, I guess when you get into an altercation, you don't want to have to get into an altercation every time you see a motherfucker. So right. in dating, it's kind of like. <laughs> Well, damn, nigga, are we gonna fight at Kroger's every Sunday? There's <laughs> right. only eight spots we be at. <laughs> I look at the Detroit Ave situation since we talk about the gun violence. You know what I'm saying? We have a guy who has a lot of hit records, maybe not mainstream, but he has a lot of looks. You know what I'm saying? Down with Ti in a in a sense, and he's in the club or the venue that they're gonna perform at. You got footage of the homeboy coming out with the strap, shooting aimlessly into crowds. So it's a, for me, I look at it as, man, you you have a following, you have a reputation, all that type of stuff, but you making money. Or you at least say you making money. Yeah. I think getting some money on <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's not get that fucked up. That's, oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, he, had a, money. Oh, yeah. he had an endorsement with Adidas, endorsement with Mitchell and Ness. You know what I'm saying? Show money, club appearance money, yada, yada, yada. What takes it to that level? You know what I'm saying? If you got that much money, why ain't your hitters being on their job? Because he feels like being that he's the one that got hit, he got to be the one out there shooting. It's a stupid mentality. Don't get me wrong, but think about who you're talking about. Like, shit, 
If you listen to Troy, Troy, I have like I'm I'm not a fan of his music, but I'm a fan of his interviews. If, if that makes sense, <laughs> he's <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I listen to his interviews and just how he comes off. Like even though the music thing is happening, he wants to hold on to being so authentic and official to the hood. Like you feel me? Like I'm I'm real about this shit. Like you feel me? That was really me. I had the bricks in the backpack with the nine and da 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 da. Like that's. He figures that's how he's eaten from his authenticness because he probably does get a lot of critics about his music, but he's still he's still winning. And at the same time, it's just like when you hold on to that aura to where you think that's what's making me successful. Shit, you kind of get to feeling invincible at the same time. You say that, but I say this. Jordan had Dennis Rodman to do the dirty work. The Cavs got Dante Jones and Delhi to do the dirty work. Bron ain't out there doing flagrant fouls. Delhi the one taking <laughs> niggas' knees out. Uh, Dante Jones one hitting niggas in the, in the junk. Shoot, Draymond out here kicking niggas in the dick. <laughs> right. Steph, Steph ain't doing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Stepped on you know mouthpieces. If you the breadwinner, <laughs> if you the breadwinner for the not only yourself and your family, but your whole team, them other niggas. And that's what they are, the other niggas. Because mm-hmm. if they not writing the rhymes, coming up with the beats, scratching, yeah. you a other nigga. <laughs> Do your job. Yeah. Hey, fall guy, step up. <laughs> so everybody else can continue to eat. That's all I'm saying, man. It's no, a hierarchy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that you're wrong. He's completely wrong for what he was doing. I'm just saying the mentality that he, that he probably had what came with it. Cause I mean I could have been a jerk. I could have been a jerk in your response. Well, you gotta look at it this way. <laughs> Michael Corleone, he got punched in the eye, then he went and shot the motherfuckers in the face, and then became mob boss. So you gotta look at it that way. <laughs> but nah, I mean it was it was a stupid move. Cause shit, nigga, you got shot in your leg. You need to be sitting the fuck down, like, <laughs> right? Especially Applying if you see who it was. Elevating you, it. Yeah, yeah. If you seen who it was, especially nigga, you know by face or name or shit. If you got goons, a nigga, a nigga in all black, snatch up a big nigga in all black. Whoever you see, I don't care who it is. Bring the first nigga you see. If it's him, we gonna do him. But if not, I guess we gotta let him go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you gonna do? What yeah. You, and then it's like it. It makes absolutely no sense. But then another thing that fucks him is angles. Because, you know, when the first video came out, it was so much of a different angle. Mm-hmm. Like, hell, for all we know, he could have been shooting into an empty club. Right. From that second angle. Because it's like, it's just so close up. He come out. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how he looked, yeah. too. <laughs> With the slow bob. But then, like, that... <laughs> <laughs> he got so much of that New York B-boy shit going on. <laughs> he, he done fucked around and probably finessed his head as thinking that it's a big crowd. Like, <laughs> bobbing and weaving like, nah, it ain't gonna be him. It ain't gonna... Oh, there you go. Like, shit. He was better off just coming out on some belly shit. Or, <laughs> or, or some or, or some Diddy shit. Remember when, uh, when Biggie did the uh, warning video, the uncut one? And mm-hmm. Biggie was up there with the two tech knives, and then Diddy just jumped down the stairs shooting <laughs> on some shit like that. Like, this nigga. My man popped from the barbershop. Exactly. <laughs> so we got game seven. Oh, man. Castradamus <laughs> predicted it last week. He said it's going to be a game of seven. I said, nigga, you're tripping. I said Father's Day was going to be nice. Man, yeah, listen here, Barbecues man. on deck. <laughs> that nigga Brian went ape shit. 
Yo. That nigga went ape shit, bro. This is the problem with LeBron. We see these moments, and it seems at some moments he just don't give a fuck. Yeah, but I don't think people give LeBron enough credit because he, he never has a bad game ever or nothing like that. Like The stats say his games ain't bad, but his demeanor says they're yeah. bad games. Like the energy level. You mean to tell me in game four, he was giving the same effort that he gave in game five and game six? You can't have a great game every game. I mean, it's You can't just have not a great game, happen. but you got to give effort. But how can you measure the level of effort that this man is giving? Like, none of us has the talent level that he has. None of us knows what he's going through or feeling at the time. This nigga might be exhausted. And motherfucking, what we might be seeing might be 110% at the level that this man is at. Or he he might be lost in his head to where the world is talking about, oh... Here we go, LeBron. Da, 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 da. Like, he ain't he doesn't cut the sports yeah. talk in the morning. But yeah, you feel me? Like, <laughs> like he got he to gotta deal with a lot of shit. So you never know the level of fatigue a person might be at just because, all right, well, yeah, he got this game. And, oh, yeah, you should be hitting them shots. Da, 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 da. I don't give a fuck if you make or miss. I just need them nigga to shoot. Yeah. Because that nigga is notorious oh, for so, not shooting. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, as far as them, like, them jump nigga passes. Drive and, try to, and try to hook everybody yeah, else. Yeah, fuck yeah. all that, bro. Like, but look, man. You got to think that's his game, bro. That's why he's able to get seven to ten assists a game. Like, he he he's a great passer. <laughs> I mean, we got, Me and Killer got one rule on this here show. <laughs> don't shump, don't shoot. Yeah, shump. <laughs> Who, designer? Yeah. <laughs> don't he, he shump, don't, don't shoot, nigga. Cause that nigga Him and Matt Him and uh What was dude's name Uh Barnes Yeah They have been having lunch together Yeah Brick City Man Every time he put it up It's like Jesus Nigga you know that shit You shouldn't even be playing That nigga look like designer (laughs) (laughs) This whole series I've been calling a nigga designer Every time Now he rocking The motherfucking man bun and shit Every time he make a basket I'm like Yo bros in Atlanta (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Them baskets are far and few between. Far and few is trash. And the, and the turnovers, I just damn designer. <laughs> so killer, yeah. Since you called it, mm. what's gonna happen tonight, mm. man? There had just like the uh, <laughs> the pressure's on. By just, the way, just like the triple crown, man. It doesn't happen often, but it has to happen eventually. I I, I think Cleveland gets their ring, man. I think LeBron's in a groove. I think the offense is in a groove. I agree. Long, long as Kevin Love get about 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Get no, him no out of there. Points. Yeah, we need 12 minutes from you Kevin. You was not bowling, Kevin. <laughs> at all. His offense, you know, can, can show up at times, but defense is winning them these games. Defense is putting Golden State in positions that they ain't used to being in. So, And one thing I saw, too, when the Cats score over 100 points, man, they undefeated in the playoffs. So tonight's the night. Tonight we need buckets. Tonight's the night. So my grandma gonna be happy. My pops is gonna be happy. The, 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 the fifty-two year say. drought is over. Okay. I think Cleveland gets it, man. Because this, this is my whole thing behind that. I said on the last podcast, there's no fucking way they're gonna win three straight. <laughs> so with that being said, when Draymond was out game five, they got that win. What a bonehead! Now game six comes. 41 points again. Mm. He's in the groove. He's feeling good, confident. The only thing that worries me about this is is I saw another stat this morning. They said LeBron is 0-2 on away game sevens and 3-0 and at home on game sevens. So sometimes that, that away game, that 
I don't know if he if he if he start putting up bricks in the first quarter. Keep shooting. Yeah, we, go out, go out blazing. Do go not blazing, do not dog. get conservative on us because that's going to be the disaster. Don't give it to the designer or yeah. Richard Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly think that's going to be the whole mo period, just for the simple fact of all the scrutiny that he's facing. It's like you damn shit. That's what that's what he's been doing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like hell. People, think, people will say like that killer is in these past couple games he's been killing shit and and, yeah. and and motherfucking standing over it and me like yeah bitch you know I killed it bitch <laughs> yeah. I, I think regardless history is made tonight man I think if, if, the, if the Cavs lose I think LeBron's still getting the finals MVP and man. then another thing I think he's showing his <laughs> basketball IQ more than anything in this series cause like he's making a lot of smarter decisions he's leading all five major categories points, assists, steals, blocks tied with Tristan Thomas on the, on the rebounds like and that type of shit can only come from it's, damn near it's never been, people yeah, like, okay, it's never well, been done position that's crazy it's never been done because it's, it's all about the opportunity and being in the position to take advantage of it and obviously he's taking the most advantage of every position that he's getting to make some type of tally I just need him to be aggressive. <laughs> just be aggressive. That's the problem with LeBron. Cause there, there's no way if you if you even follow basketball to some extent, like you cannot say he's he's not one of the greatest players in the world. That's a fact. Like he's not one of the greatest players of all time. Like he is. But okay, so so if they get the ring tonight, where where what do we call LeBron? Where where do y'all put him? Do y'all try to be like, well, he definitely top three behind Jordan and Kobe, or or, or how, how do y'all view it? I am. When you reach the stats where you don't pay for nothing no more in the city, <laughs> you got to be one of the greats, man. I, th- I think I think he's top. I don't think he's the only thing that that holds him back from the Jordan shit is the the reaching the finals and, and winning. LeBron, LeBron in the finals is he ain't only think he's five hundred, is he? Mm-mm. He's like two and four, two and four, two and four, two and four. So that's going to hurt him in the long run. But, I mean, he, he has to be considered one of the greats if, okay, if he what pulls you this think, off. Kid? He's definitely, right now, is one of the best ever to do it. No question about it. He's definitely top 10 of all time. But Okay, if, so he just put him top 10. What'd you he, say? Like top what? Oh, he's top five for me. He's top 10. But if he wins, <laughs> he's, top, he's, he's top 10. And, and, I, and I'm a proud Kobe hater, but I, I can't stand Kobe. But Kobe is... I'll give the nod to Kobe because you know that I put Kobe at five. But if he pulls this off tonight, as a team, if the Cavs pull this off tonight and LeBron leads them to victory, he's gonna be top five, man. He's gonna be top five to bring a team from down three one to bring a city a championship fifty plus years to fulfill a promise and 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 all that type of stuff. You got to. And one thing too that I think gives him the nod too is. He not only has all that on his shoulders, but he's from the area, born mm-hmm. and raised. So you got to, since he'd been able to dunk since he was five years old, however, <laughs> whatever age he was at, like that pressure has been. He he's the next great. He's gonna be the greatest from this area, and to bring that back home, that's like that's like being from Trotwood and taking UD to the chip, and then taking the Cavs to the chip. Like, <laughs> okay, so I'll give my perspective. To me, he more or less. And then y'all hate me for this, but he'll probably be like the goat in my eyes for the simple fact we the same age. So I seen I seen his whole game like develop. I seen him turn into the superstar that he is. And over MJ. Over MJ. Over Michael Jeffrey Jordan. 
Over Michael Jeffrey okay. Jordan. Nigga, stop. <laughs> yeah. Nigga, stop. I can't. I mean, I mean you got to think, though, bro. Talent like, or... I could say he's probably more talented. But I mean, as, I mean, as, as far resume as like, no, goes he, a mile. Yeah, the resume as far as he don't have to. No, he's not six zero in the finals. I get that. Yeah, I get that. But you say if people, people say that people just oh yeah, he's six and zero in the finals. But ain't that why they play to win the finals? And I and I get I think that. Bro. Think people get especially of our age get Michael Jordan fatigue and think like. You know, all right, yeah, nigga, I done heard this shit for fucking 20 years. Yeah, okay, the nigga, the nigga is dope, but shit, get a, get a nigga some credit. No, it's, it, that's not what I'm saying. It's more or less, okay, if we could put all the players in their prime all on the court at the same time, I think motherfucking LeBron might be the one out there giving the most work. That's just me. Because, because, if you as, as much as the game has... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. As much as the game has evolved... And and the type of talent that they're playing against versus what Jordan then was playing against, like it was some great players in that era. Don't get me fucked up, but compared to a lot of what some of these niggas is playing on a like like just just nowadays, motherfucking on Golden State, you got you got Clay and, and Curry that's the stars, but motherfucking Barbosa and uh, uh, what Livingston to step up and give you more buckets than what fucking Clay and Curry. I think it's a, a lot about how the game is played now. There's no hand checking, and Michael Jordan averaged 40 points with my bad, 39 points in one season where they had hand checking. And if you can't stop that nigga from going to the lane with your hand, imagine how many points he was gonna score then. I just think the game today and then is two different games, and I don't like to do the not go, oh well if he'd have played back then and this that and yeah, other. And and that's that's kind of the way I look at it. It's like, I mean, hell, yeah. I guess the game is softer now, but it don't all all the way change the game from being the game. Like, oh, that's fucking, a fact. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, LeBron is like what Magic was, except his finesse is a little bit more different. Magic shit was kind of like sweet. You feel me? He come down and yeah, I, I'm just gonna get past you. Like, okay, well, shit, you standing in the way, but I'm getting past you. Believe that shit. <laughs> and then he got an assist, or he got a layup, or he might just pull up, but. The way LeBron shit is, is like, you feel me? This big ass nigga come down court. Damn, is he gonna pull up? Is he about to cross me? Is he about to drive and dunk on everybody? I'll go straight and, through you. And it's, you know what I'm saying? And we all know that Jordan had that as this that or whatever. It's just as far as, I don't know, I guess like the stature of a player and the style of play. I like LeBron's better. I can't, I can't, I can't say that, okay, well. Jordan ain't historically the best. I mean, shit, if you take away the three championships, because I seen an article, they they did some shit. They said basically, had he got drafted at, at during the first three P, that first year of the first three, uh, no, that second, the second three P, if he got drafted the first year of the second three P, on until when he retired and then came back and played with the Wizards, he still statistically be the best in the NBA. So I can't knock him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking <laughs> like about. You got you got to respect the history or something, but it's just shit. We got we got opinions, so shit. My opinion, <laughs> be, goddamn shit. Like, that, the, the the fact is, Bron is dope. I'm I'm just a big critic when it comes to sports in general. Like I see it from a aspect. Fuck a list. Of, yeah, fuck a list. <laughs> I see it from the aspect of. Are you getting it done when it counts? Yeah. I don't rely on, oh, well, the stats say he had 25 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, because 
Stephon Marbury averaged those type of numbers. And then for my money, Stephon Marbury's trash. <laughs> right. So when it comes down to it, yeah. <laughs> so it's a stats are they have a lot of advanced metrics and all that type of stuff. I go off of what I see. But I'm gonna pump your opinion a, a little bit. I'll take uh, that. <laughs> one day, uh, I was watching a little video on Facebook. It was like the last two or three minutes of that Jazz uh, Finals mm. with MJ, and it's like he did it. Mm-hmm. Like that is the definition of killer instinct. What yeah. he did, because <laughs> yeah. like they was down and motherfucking, he stepped up on defense. He made all the offense happen. Like <laughs> the, that last two minute, two or three minutes was all him, and it was and shot terrible. He was shot terrible that game. Too. Exactly, but that last two or three minutes, he kicked in gear and shit. All right, well, bye. I I got another ring. Bye. <laughs> so tonight, game seven. I need scores. I need scores. I need. I need a lot. I need. Sc- write this <laughs> shit down. Cause I'm gonna text y'all niggas tonight. If Le- LeBron gonna have to give forty plus again, Killer. hold on, nigga. <laughs> LeBron, forty plus. The Cavs had to score over a hundred points. Kyrie got to mm-hmm. drop at least twenty five. Mm-hmm. Twenty five. Uh-huh. I'm listening. And. They're going to have to hold Golden State to under 65 or under 60 at halftime. Tristan Thompson going to have to make all his layups. <laughs> Shit, LeBron keep throwing that nigga the perfect alley-oops, Yo, nigga. Tristan, <laughs> Tristan has been looking like Rodman out there in certain moments, man. man he, yeah, he good on the rebound. Yo, it's, it's just it's, be certain key layups and be like, damn, Tristan, how could you miss that? <laughs> he, but he's down there. I mean. I can't knock him. It, but but I watch, mean, his, it, watch him like. When that ball in the air, it's like that's when he turns it on. Jr. Like, got to do something too, though. Yeah, because if he don't do anything, then it's gonna be too much attention on on Brian. I like, think if LeBron get over, if he score over forty points this game, man, he need to go ahead and if they if they win this chip, man, LeBron need to go ahead and play tight end for the Browns <laughs> next year. Man. Real shit though, fuck the Just offense. They need to play that same defense they was playing last game. Yeah, they defense was and Kevin Love is killing them with it that. So that's a why lot of stupid fouls. Even when they were switching up, like Clay and Curry wasn't getting good looks. Like, you know, certain shit they they was getting off, but Curry took a couple dumbass shots, but Clay was taking some dumbass shots. Yeah, but what? he be hitting dumbass shit. So when they, I, think I remember they, the fast break when they went to the hole and he he had an open layup and, and took that three steps circle. back. Yeah. To the, to the, what the fuck? <laughs> that's what I'll be saying about today's NBA. That's the like, problem. Dude, yeah. Just take the take the buckets that stand. Cats is not doing the figure eight no more at, at practice. You said that shit yeah, too. You said yeah. niggas gonna be missing layups in the yeah. next five years. Cats gonna be shooting that thirty footer before they do that layup line. That left hand gonna get weak. <laughs> Tell that me. shit is crazy. <laughs> uh, I remember I was watching uh Kerr press conference. He was like, yeah, in the first half, with well, third quarter is making that run. And then the Cavs pulled the, uh, pulled the lead back out. He was like, yeah, that 40-footer by Steph was uh, unnecessary. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, a 40-foot jump shot, nigga. And, I mean, he hits him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's was, a warm-up shot for him for pregame. Like, nigga, what are you doing taking a 40-footer, <laughs> nigga? Y'all down 11, nigga. You ain't 30? 25, that, that, you want to scoot in? The line is up there. That's what's it's killing that trust factor. I mean, you get to practice so much, you believe you can hit it. So you get to taking it, and then when the coach say, shit, I mean, you've been hitting them. So. Well, Kerr, literally, Kerr is, you know, and then got, you got, got to be the best coach you, in the you, world for that situation. But you got, you got like a legendary three-point shooter <laughs> yeah. as a coach. So Kerr's job was he to play a trick. He like, oh, I got something special here. Like, shit. Because I, I turned past NBA TV yesterday, and they were showing like a, a Golden State clip it of their practice mm-hmm. and the drills they was running was 
Like all it, deep shit. Yeah, like well, it was work it inside, kick it out, or just take it out. Like they would drive to the hole and step back, like like Clay Trying did. To get that open shot. Yeah, that, that huge step back for the corner three, and it was like that's what they're running in practice. Like when your head coach is, I guess the three point shooter himself, he's probably like, hey, I mean, you can't knock Steph. Steph is doing some amazing shit. Like Steph gonna get his thirty, yeah, thirty five. Like, it but it's just like everybody can't be on that same <laughs> grind. Like let Steph just be great. Like everybody not gonna have that thirty footer. Cause cats, cats is going that way. I, I, I see it now. I'm driving down neighborhoods, and cats is in the other, other driveway putting up <laughs> shots. Like, like, come on, man. Letting it go, letting it go. Come well, my on. prediction for Game Seven, like, sound like you got Golden State, man. You ain't 107, 105. Ooh. Got some UConn. Got, got some UConn shit jumping right. off. What you got? We got some. Curry three. misses the game winning Ooh. three. Well, I'm gonna have 112, 107, and I'm gonna have LeBron scoring the last ten. I'm gonna give y'all some deep, some deep predictions. LeBron, oh, man, LeBron, I ain't, I ain't they, they're gonna be down. With, I, don't, I don't even wanna. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Cavs no. down with three minutes left. LeBron, no, with four minutes left. LeBron scored the last two. No score. I don't want to get no score. Bro. <laughs> you believe in Jesus? One twelve, one oh seven. You heard it here first. All right, there it is, bro. Like hell, when I cut on the game, because uh, I was watching it somewhere else. But then when I got back to the crib, I cut it on, and it was up. I think I think it was a twenty four point lead, <laughs> and it started dwindling. So I'm thinking like, damn, maybe I'm bad luck or something. I'm about to, I'm about to motherfucking. Cut the game off and shit so they can go back up. Like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Sound like my grandmother, man. I talked to her. I was like, you going to watch the game tonight? Like, nope. Not going to watch it. Didn't watch game uh, five or six and they won. So, not watching tonight. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, damn, we didn't cut on the game and now they it's looking like they're going to lose it. We got to cut this motherfucker off. <laughs> and the wife, she like, well, what are we going to watch? I said, yeah, you're right because I'm going to be thinking about what happened. And then there's something epic happened. I'm going to be Saudi. And then, and then motherfucking come to find out, it was like, that killer kicked in. This nigga started turning <laughs> up. Like, it's the defense, though. If, if they can if they can play defense on them and, and motherfucking, if they don't get hit with all them switches and Barbosa and Livingston is looked at, they're going to be straight. Because, hell, it seemed like Draymond, more than anything, like he ain't afraid to take a shot or nothing, but... He's 65% chance, 70% chance. It seems like he's a distraction. He's a distraction. Okay, we got to pay him a little bit of attention because he can shoot this, that, or whatever. But it's a distraction why they set up everything else to get either Clay or Curry Mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. So That's why I said it was a huge loss for them game five because Draymond kind of like their Magic Johnson. He kind of run the offense in the – in the, in the what I call the slow fast breaks. You yeah, because when you look at him, you kind of be like, well, "Damn, he kind of weak for real." But you know what I'm saying? He he, he make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like like honestly, before like uh, James Harden really got the going going, I used to look at James Harden like that. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? He just somehow makes shit happen. It don't it don't look as nasty. Like you know what I'm saying? He didn't got a whole lot better since mm-hmm. I felt this way. But like far as like when he was with the Thunder. I, I kind of be like, well, Ginobili type shit. Like, yeah, how the yeah. fuck is this nigga doing that shit? Exactly. And then yeah. it's just like, I guess once he turned up, it's just it's like, oh, well, yeah. yeah okay. I think the biggest thing for the Warriors that they missing is Bogut. Like, he don't play yeah. a lot of minutes, but you know what I'm saying? Just that presence in the middle, like, where dudes just can't come in whatever they yeah, feel like. Like, hey, I'm going to get this later. Because the Cavs is figuring out how um, when they run some offense, 
They figure <laughs> out how, how to get LeBron and Curry on the box, you know, and, and, and LeBron been able to either draw the foul, get the layup, or the, or the 10-foot bunny, you know, the 8-foot bunny, whatever. Like, that's been working on offense for them. And then the whole, uh, shit, the only big man they got is what, Virgil? Virgil yeah, and Fescalese. They have to know, so they know yeah, they have to know what, the yeah, they have to know that, that recipe for yeah, success. Yeah, he's a flop machine. Last thing before we get up out of here, though. All three of us is married. Yeah. Aisha right. Curry. Yeah. She stood up for a man. Fair or foul? Foul, man. Foul. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's kind of foul. For I some... personally hate them kind of bitches, to be honest. <laughs> I don't mind you saying we're speaking your mind and getting, you know, stand up for your man. But at the same time, it's like you're bringing unnecessary attention to, to a moment in his life that he don't need that extra weight. You know, dealing with that, dealing with her, her mouth. But I, I mean, I, I feel it's on one side of standing up for him, but at the same time, it's too much of a distraction right now. I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just. I don't like how people get painted as they like perfect. You feel me? And then they walk in that, in that, in that image, and then get kind of hypocritical at the mm-hmm. same time because it's like you feel me. Like everybody said, like the memes say, okay, well. When the Warriors is on fire and is everything it is good, in? it's all it's all part of the mm-hmm. Lord's way, and this <laughs> is how it's supposed to go. And then, motherfucking, they don't even get eliminated. They, it's just well, they damn. got Game Seven at home, like right, that. right, <laughs> right. It's it's worst case scenario for them, but still a best case scenario for any other team in the league. And she's like, well, this shit's rigged, and da 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 da. It's like. I mean, geez, you can't be happy for what the fuck you got going on. Like, I mean, how how can how can all this good be happening and then just everything get just? Oh my god, I cannot believe this. Why would you guys do this to us, man? I mean, <laughs> well, this would have happened if if I was Steph and I got kicked out. My wife would have did that. She wouldn't have tweeted out. But when we got home, I would have had to hear about it oh, and yeah. nonstop. And her some shit she would probably say is like. Nigga, you better go win. <laughs> right. That's the type of shit my wife would say yeah. to me. Like, yeah, Steph, you believe what the motherfuckers did to me? They didn't let my daddy in. You better go win this fucking game. Steph might come out on fire, low key. Exactly. That's what I'm worried about. Ain't he no might. pressure like a, the pressure your wife put on you. You know how Steph talks shit. He'll have his head down and like, yeah, motherfuckers. Like, he'll just be... Why, Steph, why that nigga look like he got a uh, boxer mouthpiece though? Like <laughs> he do. And then you ever notice how like when they losing, you notice the look on his face. He look like he trying to cast a spell or some shit. Cause <laughs> my fucking, you got the type of eyes. Dude, I'm trying to cast a spell on me, nigga. That, that nigga be looking all off into the camera and shit. I'm like, are they shooting a doc? Is this shooting a documentary? We don't know about? Is, is he we mic'd need, up? We need more dramatic shots from you, Steph. So <laughs> got a little a bug in his ear telling him. Like, Hell yeah. yeah. We we need some with the playoff bet. It's got to say NBA playoff, NBA finals behind you. So just look <laughs> right. to the left at three twenty six. It's gonna be an amazing game. Absolutely, but there it is, another one in the bus, killer. You can't make this up, podcast, baby. Not at all, Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, Peter Prophet. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, happy sir. Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yes, uh, sir. Happy anniversary to the wife. She might kill me if I don't say that. So. <laughs> oh, today the anniversary too. I told you Father's Day and, and anniversary fall on the same day. I don't know what to do. I'm walking on pins and needles. I mean, shit. I don't know whether to go buy something or just receive something. Or <laughs> shit, man. 
I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shout out the kids, too. They always ask me, did I say their name on the radio? So they think my podcast is big time. So shout out to Camilla Carmen checking in. And one on the way. And Kia on deck. There it is. Can't make this up, Box. Kids on the way. Give me the chill. You bought a house or the Kia coming out? <laughs>